episode 19 of the Think Wildlife podcast. I speak to Seo Tae Wong, who is the founder of the Bornean Sun Bear Rescues and Conservation Center. We talk about the threats to one of the rarest bears in the world and what can be done to conserve this highly endangered species. My first question is, why did you start the Bornean Sun Bear Conservation Center and what is your long-term vision? Okay, uh, how I start the Bornean Sun Bear Conservation Center, well, I'll have to uh, start talk about when I first came to Borneo to study wild sun bear some 25 years ago. And then uh, at the times, no one ever studied sun bears. And I was given the great opportunity to study sun bears uh, in the wild during that time, back in 1998. And at the time, there was two other uh, research students, uh, Fuyuki Namura from Japan and uh, Gabriela Fredriksen from Netherlands also uh, study sun bears all on the islands of Borneo, but different locality. And uh, and when I study sun bears, I discover that sun bears are really amazing. You know, they play many important ecological roles in the world. Uh, in in the wild, like they are very important in dispersal. They are forest doctor. They are forest engineers. They are forest farmers. They are food providers, and and all in all helps the forest ecosystems, including both plants and animals. And, uh, and and they are really amazing. They can climb trees all the way to the treetops. Uh, uh, here in Borneo, our average treetop measure about 50 meters tall. So when the sun bear is like 40, 50 meters above the ground, it was really, really amazing. And um, and and at the times, of course, you know, they were so little known. And after all these discoveries, uh, we found out that they are again very important, and uh, and this was the one extreme that I experienced. And then when I come out from the forest, I experience another extreme. Uh, what kind of extreme is the deforestations? The forest has been cleared uh, for timber productions, has been cleared for oil palm productions, and uh, and and on top of that, there's many bears uh, who have been hunted. Uh, uh, poach for meat, for medicines, uh, baby bears being kept as pets, and all is all is another extreme that how humans did uh, treat the bears so so badly, and then uh, and then at the times there was also a lot of bears being kept in captivities, and that was the very very sad animals, very very sad bear. And uh, and and after that, in two thousand four, uh, I came to Borne- I came to Sabah, Borneo, for the uh, second times to conduct a nationwide survey on captive uh, sun bears. I want to know the situation. How bad is the situation of the captive sun bears during the time in in Sabah, Sarawak, in Borneo, and also West Malaysia? So I did travel around and then visit all the. Uh, uh, zoos visit all the crocodile farm visit all the uh, recreation area where her, there was bears visit all the mini zoos and found out that the situation was really bad and then uh, and and a lot of uh, bears has been kept in small cages for many many years and they needs help they needs a proper home and therefore the ideas of setting up uh, the Bonin Sambay Conservation Center first came into my mind during that time 
uh, at, at the times, uh, my very last place for my study is the Circular Orangutan Rehabilitation Center where all, where the Sabawala Department keep all of their uh, rescue sunbed there. So, so looking at the situations, looking at how Orangutan Center helps the conservations of orangutans, and I feel like, oh, you know, since sun bears face the same kind of uh, situation with the orangutans, and we need a proper uh, facilities, we need a proper center for these captive sun bears in the first place, and and then after that we can do conduct education, we can do research, we can do rehabilitations, uh, all based on the. Uh, the center, and that's how the ideas of uh, uh, setting up this uh, this uh, this this conservation center for sun bears, and then uh, my long term vision, of course, you know, is we want to uh, uh, make sure that the sun bears can live forever in our forests, okay, in the forests of Southeast Asia, so that they don't extinct, because there are many large mammals in this area already become extinct or close to extinction which is extremely sad uh yeah so 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 that's that's how i yeah that's my long-term vision how many bears do you have at your center uh currently we have 44 uh rescue sun bear at our centers and then over the last 15 years the sabawale department have rescued 66 bears and sent to us uh for our for for to uh to care for so, and then uh, 12 of our bears has been released back into the wild. And then 12 died from various causes. Um, one escaped. And um, yeah, so so currently there are 44 bears. What process are involved in rehabilitating orphaned slash confiscated bears? And what are some challenges of releasing them back to the wild? Uh, yes, there's actually, um, yeah, a lot of work, a lot of work. Well, first of all, the bears that we rescue as a full-grown adult are not releasable because they have been um, habituated to people. They associate humans with food and then uh, they lost the instinct on finding food in the wild. They cannot climb trees, which is extremely important. And all the survival skill uh, for those captive sun bear that race in captivity, small cages for many years are not suitable for, for release because if we release those bears, they were definitely looking for people and they will get into trouble. And also they are not going to make it uh, in the forest. So the hope for our rehabilitation work is focused on the cubs, the baby, the cubs that we rescue. And then uh, the process uh, involving once we receive a cub, which is still small, you know, maybe several months old, and then the first thing that we need to do is to is to gain their trust, is to bond with this bear. Imagine that all of these baby bear cubs are often mammal, and often mammals all raised by their mother. There's no exception. Mother give them food, which is milk, and then a mother protect them from any danger, and mother teach them in to survive in the forest. And over the years, we know that. Uh, sun bears actually have a relatively long maternal care period that up to three to four years, the longest among uh, other bear species in the world. And then uh, and those orphans bear that we rescue, we have to play the roles as their mother. And the very first thing that we need to do is to gain their trust and bond with them so that 
they treat us like their mother and so that they can trust us. And once the bonding established, uh, the their stress level go down. Okay. And when their stress level go down, they can drink more milk and grow fast. And that is, that's exactly what we want. And then after the bonding established, we uh, can walk them in the forest. We bring them into the forest. The good thing about our, our center is half of our center is actually located at the Kabili Sapilot Forest Reserve. It is a natural forest with a lot of tall trees, uh, dense forests. And then uh, when we walk the back up in the forest, it is like you know bringing the bears in a natural forest, in a natural primary forest, where the bears can climb trees, the bear can dig out for termite, for earthworms, uh, all of the things that the wild bears do in the wild. We have that kind of uh, forest available to them. And then uh, so we will continue walking the bears on a daily basis so that they can always, always have close contact with the forest and then uh, develop their skill and also develop their strength, especially in terms of climbing trees. And then uh, after they reach about 20 kilograms, when they reach about a year old, we can no longer walk them because it's not safe anymore because they develop their strength, they become big, uh, they're very playful. Then those bears are, are grouped in a group uh, together, join our existing uh, bear uh, to form a group. And then this group of bear would, uh, would, would be released in uh, forest enclosures of various sizes. Uh, the biggest uh, forest enclosures that we have is 0.32 uh, hectares and then at least they go they 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 growing up still in the natural environment but no human interactions anymore yeah and then uh, and then and then in their forest enclosure they still can you know look for food natural food dig for earthworms uh feed on other grubs until they are fully grown at the age of four or five years old then we and then we then we they, in in the process we assess their uh, their ability, their behaviors, and to choose the best candidate where we think they have the best chance to survive in the forest. So those are the bears that we uh, select and then release back into the wild. So far, 12 bears has been selected and released into the wild uh, uh, out of 66 sun bears that we rescued. Could you just elaborate a bit on the five principles of BSBCC. Yeah, sure. So, so when I first started the center, we set up uh, uh, four pillars first uh, uh, as our mission statement. You know, the mission statement states something like the uh, Buddhist Sun Bear Conservation Center aims to conserve sun bear through holistic approach that incorporates improved animal welfare, education, research, rehabilitations. And then, uh, and then after we opened to the public in 2014, we incorporated another pillar, which is ecotourisms, uh, into into uh, into the five pillars that are principles that 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 our work is based on. And then uh, pillar number one uh, is animal welfare, which is extremely important because all of the bears that we rescue all have need to be well taken care of by giving them proper cares and improve their well-being or the welfare uh, so that they have the dignity so that they can be respected 
to be an animal, to be a bear, to be a wildlife. So this is what we uh, uh, want to do by giving them uh, proper facilities, by giving them the best care then that we can give them. Yeah, so that's under the uh, uh, re, uh, animal welfare pillars. And then as of the education pillars, uh, education pillars, some bears the least known bear in the world. And then with, there's still a lot of things. Oh, education pillars is what we need to educate the general public about the sun bears. Okay, sun bears is still the least known bear in the world. Not many people know there's a bear called sun bears in, in our forest. And also not many people know that they are actually a totally protected species. No one is allowed to hunt them, to kill them. So we need to educate the public about sun bears, about their conservation status. And then we also need to tell and teach and educate the general public about the importance of sun bears in the forest ecosystems and also the importance of the rainforest where they live as well. So this is under the uh, education pillars. Whereas the research pillars is sun bears the least known bear in the world. We will need to continue our research on the sun bear so that we know more about sun bears so that the uh, management's uh, the, the 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 management the wildlife management on sun bears can be uh, scientifically based on scientific information and not just like you know blind doing yeah and then uh, rehabilitation i mentioned earlier yeah so so it's to give them a second chance to go, to go back into the wild and then ecotourism is the fifth which is extremely important because it generates revenues to support all of the works uh, that we do at the center and even better it 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 it, it generate revenues to support the local economy the state uh, economy uh, improving local livelihood and it also and because of that it create an incentive for the governments to protect wildlife wildland because wildlife that running wild worth money nowadays through nature-based tourism or ecotourism same with the forest as well so because this forest this wildlife are the attractants to attract lots of, especially the foreign tourists come and enjoy and come and tour. So these are the five principles of the SBCC. So moving on to some threats which are faced by the Bornean sunbear. So how does the illegal wildlife trade impact the Bornean sunbear? Uh, yes, the illegal wildlife uh, trade uh, threatens the sunbear because sunbears in the forest are very rare, okay? Each individual matters for their population. So when a sun bear is being poached, being killed to to uh for to supply the illegal trade, you know whether it is life or death, that that activity create a lot of impacts on the wild population, and on top of that, it is illegal. It is illegal. You know, sun bear is a totally protected species in 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 Sabah, in Malaysia, and then in most country as well. So any kind of illegal. Uh, poaching, you know, there's no no legal hunting at all. So it's all poachings, uh, and also because of uh of the animals that they poach, you know, can be traded for a lot of money for food, uh, sunbag gallbladder as traditional Asian medicines, and all and all would create pressures on their survival because, especially when you deal with a lot of uh, poor people on the ground. And right now we are seeing with, you know, the, 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 the gap between the rich and the poor is so high, it's so big. Uh, the, the rich is willing to pay so much money and the poor know, although they are illegal, they, yet they still need, they're still willing to take the risk to hunt the very last bears in the forest. 
So, so illegal hunt, illegal wildlife trade, how they threaten the Sambia pop population by absolutely diminish, uh, diminishing or, or wipe out the local Sambia population. Yeah, very bad. So what are some of the other threats which are impacting the Bornean sun Mm, other other threats that some may face, say for example, by far is deforestation. You know, if you look at the maps of sunbed distributions, it is actually found across South Asia, including um eastern tip of India, eastern tip of Bangladesh, Myanmar, Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, Peninsula, Malaysia, Sumatra, and Borneo, and all of these areas, especially Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, uh, these area has um has has uh, has a lot of very valuable natural resources in the forest what timber so so when timber has been harvested uh to meet the demand for local market and also international timber market then the governments have no choice but to clear our forest which is the oldest uh, in the world, you know, 140 million years forest. And all of these big trees are tropical hardwood. And those hardwood worth a lot of money on uh, either local or international timber market. And then uh, when this forest is gone, of course, sun bear is a forest dependent species. And when they have no forest, it means that they don't have habitat and then they just die. They just couldn't make it. So, 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 so deforestation is by far number one followed by what you mentioned just now, you know, illegal uh, poaching for body parts, for meat. And then uh, the third threat is sun bear keeping as pets. Uh, as I mentioned uh, in my, uh, in the, in the, you know, in our very uh, first uh, principles and also the rehabilitations of sun bears, you know, all of these baby bears, very cute. The poachers brutally killed the mother to exploit their body parts, their gallbladders, their claws, and so on. And then uh, yeah, and then after that, if this bear have a cup, then they will capture the cups and sell it for profit and also all keep the cups as their own house pets. And then uh, and then lately, because of development, you know, uh, especially in West Malaysia, more roads has been built, the the existing smaller become big road more vehicles and then when the when the landscape has been fragmented by fragmentations because of human developments uh, a lot of the sun bears have no choice but to cross road and then when they cross road with big roads with a lot of you know very fast speeding vehicles then many of them end up being road killed they end up being killed uh, by vehicles so these are the fourth threats um, uh, that the sun bear face. So moving back towards your bear rescue center. So uh, what have been some of your biggest challenges in the last 15 years running? Uh, yes, there's always a lot of challenges. Uh, when I first started the center 15 years ago, of course, the biggest challenge would be finding sufficient money or funding to build the entire center because the the establishments of the center needs a lots of uh needs a lot of fun to build this and to build that so how to how do i come out with that kind of money is a huge challenge issue you know is a huge challenge here. so money um is the biggest challenge at times and then right now after the establishment of the center 
uh, money is still a big challenge, especially in the last three years during the pandemic. Yeah. And but yet I still I face another challenge, which is finding sufficient or, or competent staff to do the works on the ground is very challenging because the work that we do over here is not is not glamorous. You know, a lot of hard work, you need to sacrifice your own personal life, you need to work long hours, and often you are not paid that well compared to other corporates or other organizations because we are a grassroots small NGO. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so so try to find the people who are really, really interested, really have the passions and have the perseverance uh, to do this course is actually very challenging. You know, if I, the best situation would be clone myself, uh, but which is less likely. So I have to keep on looking for the right people, the best people, uh, people who have the interests just like myself and willing to sacrifice uh, for the name, in the name of Sun Bears. Uh, that is challenging. Yeah. How can individuals contribute to the Bornean Sun Bear Rescue Center and Sun Bear Conservation in general? Uh well okay so 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 any actually I I sometimes ask people to do what you do best to to help sun bears, you know think about what you do best. Uh, since sun bear is the least known bear in the world, you know there are so many things that we need to do, uh, in order to conserve them properly, and one thing that easily anybody can do is to is to is to help us spread the word. You know visit our website, visit our social media. Uh, in order to educate your knowledge on sun bear and also the works that we do at the Bodin Sun Bear Conservation Center. And then after that, do, do use your finger to click the share button uh, on your mouse and then uh, or, your, or, your, or your smartphone so that the news, the words can be spread out to your friends, to your family, to your relatives, so that they also can know and aware of there is a bear called sun bear, which is in danger, which is which they need our help. So this is help us spread the words. It's not going to cost you anything. The second thing that you can do is will cost you something is to donate to us. Yeah, and then uh, because the work that we do needs a lot of funding, uh, need a lot of fund to pay all of the expenses like radio collar like chattering helicopters, like barefoot, like paying salary, all of that uh, at our center. So we need funding, we need money to, to make all of the works that we do possible on the ground. So with your support, uh, we can do all this. We are doing, we are, we are on the front, we are on the front line, we are the frontliner uh, to do the work. And then, uh, and then, you know, although you are not trained, to do this work is okay. You can sit back and then if you donate the money, we can do the work uh, on the ground. So this is number number two. Uh, the third thing that you can do if you have extra time, okay, we need you to become our volunteer. Join our volunteer force, join our workforce at our centers to uh, take care of our bears, you know, and at the same time, learn the works that we've been doing. I think it's a very meaningful thing uh, um uh to 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 do okay and then finally but not least there is a lot of things that you can do 
uh, is to do again do what you do best. Yeah, if you are students, study sunbears. If you are artists, come and you know help us paint a painting. If you are photographer, if you are filmmaker, come you know to photograph of the sunbear, video about the sunbear. If you are an author, write about uh, the works that we've been doing, and all of that uh, helps. You know, uh, since sunbear is the still the least known band in the world. The more people you can influence, the more people you can educate and tell them about Sunbear, definitely is going to be better for the future of Sunbears. And my final question for you today is that what has been your biggest learning from your conservation career? Uh, well, the biggest learning from my conservation career. Okay, so I have been uh, involving and I, well, first of all, I've been working with animals from livestock, pets, exotic pets, and wildlife literally all my life. Um, I think, and then oh, especially over the last 30 years, I've been working with wildlife. And I think the biggest learning for my conservation uh, career is that, you know, they need uh, there's a lot of, I mean, the, the wildlife is so important to our forest ecosystem. Sunbears is so important to our forest ecosystem. And we need to ensure that they can survive for a long, long time uh, in our forest so that the forest benefit from the presence of sunbear so that the, 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 the other wildlife benefit uh, from the uh, presence of, 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 of sunbears um and and i would say that would be you know the the whole forest ecosystem is 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 a complex system but yet we need it to be intact the intact forest ecosystem is very very important and then and then and then so we cannot say for example earlier i, I mentioned to you that our rhino has become extinct and uh, it is a, such a sad thing that you know rhino extinct and i'm sure that there are with the extinction of the rhino there are many plants and animal species got affected with the absence of the rhino in our forest ecosystem. And we do not want that to happen for the sun bear. And then uh, and then I was I would end you know this uh this these questions by using Jane Goodall's quote, uh, which I read it like some 30, 20, 30 years ago. It is uh, on a book that Jane Goodall wrote uh, called Through the Window. On the first page in her quote, she 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 wrote. Only if we understand can we care. Only if we care can we help. Only if we help can they be safe. You know, this there's four process in this code. The first thing is to understand. And then for anybody, understanding is extremely important to understand a species, to understand the threats, to understand how can we help them. So at times I was a student studying sunberries, and that is the stage where I try to understand where I try to understand, right? And then uh, and then follow after I understand it, you know, I know the situation, I know the problem, I know the challenge. Then I start to care. Care comes from the heart. Nobody forced me to care. It is actually generated from the hearts. And then after the hearts, after the care, then you will choose to help, help with action. You know, creating the Bonin Sunlight Conservation Center is an action. And then uh and then after the actions being implemented, then they can be helped. So remember that for process, understand, care, help, and they will be safe. They will bring hope. So that's what I want to tell everybody. To uh, that's that's my biggest learning. And 
if I can do it for the sun bear, so can anybody, anybody, you know, do it for any species of their interests, of their loves, so that we can spread more love, so that we can care more uh, on the on all the species that share the planet with us. Thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Yeah, nice speaking to you too. Thank you for this opportunity.